Hello and welcome to another episode of What You Say, where we are two moms here to empower, encourage, and inspire with love and laughter. I'm Amber. And I'm Melanie. Hey, Mel. How you doing? I'm good. Listen to you with a song in your voice. Yes, honey. Yes. Oh, yeah. And a <clears throat> frog in my throat. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ribbit. So, anywho, had to clear mine out of the way. Oh, my gosh. It's, let me just say this. And I don't want to hear nothing about how good it is there. It's cold out here. Uh, excuse me. It is California chilly. <laughs> Well, that's probably warm to us over here on the East Coast. I don't know. 46 mm. degrees. Was okay, no. Uh-uh, 46 is 46. I don't care how you hate <laughs> Okay. So, <laughs> I got you, boo kitties. Because, yeah, we started off with 46. Why is it going down to 39 degrees? I said, Lord Jesus, I need a house with a fireplace. <laughs> a wood-burning fireplace. See, that's the difference between. See, I see, I got in this new place. And I'm like, electric gas fire. What what is that? No, it's not the same thing. Y'all I'm like, oh yeah, I got a fireplace, and you come in, and it's like, that's gas or electric. I don't know. It don't do the same thing as a wood burning fireplace, honey. See, that is true. That the is difference true. is is that with a wood burning fireplace, you can, if you want to, roast some marshmallows. <laughs> the but- other difference. Is that but the heat distribution is, is vastly different. Oh yes, that's 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 vastly different. I oh mean, my gosh, you can heat your entire house. Yes, with. we did. There were times when we had our fireplace going, and I was like, "Wait a minute, let me find something like a t-shirt." <laughs> yeah, it's hot it, in it, here. It's hot. You can come yes. out in the dead of winter with your fireplace on and come out with shorts. In the yes, indeed. You know, but it's just like really crazy not having that. I'm and I'm missing that. So you know, in my new home, because the Lord is about to bless in the name of Jesus. All right now, we'll yes, so that manifestation window. time, honey. It's, yes, Lord, I am. Mm-hmm, yes, Lord, I'm challenging heaven, as Jacqueline Carr says. Yes. She's mm-hmm. her blessing into the, in the name of Jesus. That new home is going to have a wood burning fireplace. Amen to that, my yes, girl. indeedy, honey. <laughs> yes, honey. Confidence so. in who that yes. he shall provide. Yes, Jehovah Jireh. Yes, indeed. Come on now. Yes, yes, yes. But anyway, speaking of provisions. We got to talk about some parents, the providers of the cheering. You know, we got to talk about, in particular, the helicopter mamas. Hold it up. The wind is getting big. Ooh, and duck low, walk in, you know. Yes, because... I mean, you have those parents that you have these kids. They're always huddled around <laughs> children and 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 just, you know, oh, okay, whatever. Okay, become all right, wait, oh, you know, and especially the ones when they fall and hurt themselves, they're like, oh no. Then that really gets them all riled up. Don't do that. You're okay. You're okay. It's just a fall. You're all right. Calm down with your voice. Don't you get excited because then they get excited. But anywho, 
we fast forward to the older kids who are going into college. Mm-hmm. College, college life. It is a spectacular experience. Yes, you are there for the education, of course, but the experience of college, you can never, ever replace. Never. You know, I don't care how you splice it. Never. But anyway, so let's talk about going to college campuses. And see, we're on this topic because my sister, Mel's niece, took her child on some college tours. Yes, I am calling her out. (laughs) And she's not alone. She's just an example. And, you know, we love her dearly. We do, we do, we do. But this is the thing. When you go on a college campus, there are, and these are different colleges, there are many things to expect and you don't expect, you know, to see, to hear you know, to experience on these tours. And so there are colleges that, and again, remember, this is the one thing to keep in mind. Remember that we are still in a pandemic and and sort of coming, kind of coming off or trying to come off of one. And things last year during the lockdown never happened. So if you, if you factor in, and, and let's just say, because it goes, this this happens in malls too. Remember when we locked, everyone was locked down, nothing was open. Everything was shut down. I mean, of course, except for the supermarkets and things like that. But you had malls and schools shut down. So normally, on a normal basis, with a school and and, and high occupancy or trafficked areas, you're going to have certain maintenance there. You're going to have certain things that are being taken care of, like... um, rodent uh, 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 guards and, 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 you know, any type of infestation that could happen in, in public places as, as such, you're going to keep those up on a normal basis. But when you shut things down for an entire year, those things that you, you know, did to keep those vermin away, <laughs> that ain't there no more. That barrier is gone. So they're like, hey, party up here party over here come on y'all let's go let's go call your cousins call them all your aunties let's go yes they are coming back in full force all right saying this is it we are in heaven okay so which means that when it does open back up there's a lot to do and you may not get everything you may not get everything you may miss some things and and then of course you have people that have not come back to work have you know there's a a um you know there are people that the the companies that have that have uh come in to do these jobs they're low staff so they don't have those types of abilities that they had two years ago that they would now that they would now so things are going to get missed okay that's one thing that is one thing what do you say now well you know, this whole thing of parenting, it goes back even before we even get to the college years. They get, parents get seasoned in their, I guess, authoritative role over their children. 
you know, wanting the best for them. And that's generally what most parents want and to provide for their children, maybe some things that they have not had. But when you even fast forward, when you get to the college level, you have to recognize that college and the way universities conduct themselves has changed vastly over the time period in which we were in college. When most of us were in college, number one, there was no social media. So you didn't get your acceptance letter <laughs> by a text. We were still held to the good old postman. But on and beyond that, again, as parents, we have to recognize the systems have changed. And there's a certain level of responsibilities that universities are cultivating in the children in the way of independence. So now that takes you back of, what do you mean you want all information directed to her? I'm the one paying the bill. Well, again, universities have now handled, handed that particular role and torch over to the student to make sure those affairs are in place. But you have difficulties with these parents who have <laughs> the helicopter. <laughs> they have had that role for so long that stepping back is a huge challenge. I mean, and I think for the parents, they have to really look at the fact that there, there are signs to the fact that you fit into this role. And maybe we should look at some of those of, you know, being this helicopter parent. And I don't just limit that to moms. I mean, I know generally people look at, well, mom's usually the more caregiving and nurturer, the front line, you know, dad's the provider, blah, blah, blah. But that, you know, one can go over into another, depending upon if you have a male child versus a female child. But, you know, the hovering, you know, that's seen, seen as negative and very intrusive. <clears throat> and it, it makes for an unhealthy separation. You know, kids, you know, are, are, are conscious of what's happening, but, and, but not necessarily how to, to address it. And then you have the excessive anxiety about your children failing or getting hurt. And of course you alluded to that, you know, first time parents, they fall, we like, <gasps> you know, stop the world. <laughs> My baby's hurt. <laughs> you know, that kind of attitude. You, you know, you got to let go of that type of behavior. And then you have parents that are overly involved in all areas of their children's life their education, their recreational activities, their friendships. They just continue to push and push and push and involve themselves. And then you have parents that want to make, yes, the big one that we were talking about more so today. They want to make the decision for which college you'll attend and the activities that you'll join while you're there. Um, it's, it's as if they decide that your career path is predicated on all the decisions that I'm going to make for you. And so, and here you have what's considered a young adult 
So now you have you you've got a pattern here and now they're entrenched. You know, you'd rather correct them rather than allowing them make to make a mistake. You want to protect them from mistakes and failures. You want to interfere in the conflicts that they may have in social situations or academic situations, whatever these conflicts are, you want to take the role of fixing it for them. And then you have them, you know, you have some parents that rather put their children in um, activities that are not necessarily age appropriate, where they're, they're the oldest one among all these youngers, which kind of gives them a little, a little bit of authority, but look at how you've not allowed them to socially grow, to be integrated with uh, their own social um, counterparts, you know? So you have a lot of things that parents have to step back and, and allow your child to develop and recognize this is their journey. You had your journey. Don't try to live vicariously through the lives of your children. You know, they'll take opportunities to be in it wherever their child is, like volunteering at school or parent of the classroom or whatever the case may be. And of course, this is before even college. So there's again, like I said, there's a history that they have, you know, and they want to they'll rather than giving their children the responsibility um, to support their independence, they'll take on doing their task for them. And again, that starts early on. Your child got a science project or your child is in this club and they have a responsibility to do something and you take it on. They're sitting back playing Game Boy, looking out, looking at TV. And that's, you are so right about that because, you know, as a, as a homeschool mom, it's at a certain point, yes, you are helping, but at a certain point, it's like, mm -mm, I ain't doing this. You, you, I'm not doing your work. Now, I, as one of the tutors said, have your editor, which is the parent, have sure. your editor check your work. I said, yeah, you do what you know how to do. Then if you have trouble, raise your hand, call me, let me know what's going on. But other than that, no, I'm not. And let me just say this, honey, if you fail, that's your fail. <laughs> I'm going to allow you to do that. You won't fall, but you're going to pick yourself back up. Right. It's you not. Know, and, see, and you have to teach a child. You have to allow them, like you said, to make the mistakes. Okay. You didn't do that right. It's just like they get a math test back and they got one that certain problems wrong. Okay. So now you want to, you're, you're really playing editor here in Let's look at these problems and find out where you made your mistakes. That's exactly what happened with my son. He had a quiz first. What's the first day? Maybe the second, the second day in his, um, in his uh, math class. Well, he got a 13 out of 13 out of 20. And what happened was the teacher gave it back and he didn't realize that someone else could see it. And he just like, oh, you got a what? And all eyes were on him. And he felt really bad. Well, you know, he hopped out, hopped in his chair when he came back home. And he went all, all, all over every single problem that we were trying to go over during the summer. And he got it. Honey, the next quiz, he got he got a 19 out of 20. I said, okay, yes, that's what we talking about. That's what we talk. Oh, he got a 20 out of 20. I said, this is what we do. 
See, you don't want folks teasing you and things like that, you know. But even still, I allowed him to, I'm like, okay, you don't want to do this over the summer? All right. Bam. See what happened? <laughs> Sometimes you got to fail to succeed. It's That's called, all. like you said, it's called experience. And yeah. they need to have an experience. This only helps them to develop. And you have to give them that space. That's one of the things that you can do to give them that space to make that mistake. And of course, I mean, you're not wanting other people to to make light or fun no. of your child's um, your child's failure. But sometimes that's what it takes to activate that person in them to say, you know what, I'm better than this. Watch me work. You know exactly. what I mean? Yes. Allow them to make mistakes. Offer choices. Teach them problem solving skills. I always used to tell my children, you don't have to know every answer, but you should know where to get the answers. Well. We have so many tools available to students now that we didn't have when we were coming along. You can Google things and they will by video they will actually step you through how to solve certain problems and see that's the case in point and i'm going to show my age right here when i was in college wait a minute now stop it hold on just say when i was in college <laughs> oh, i'm older now wait a minute though nobody <laughs> said i was in the library trying to find this stuff out for this paper they said well why don't you go to the computer because they have this thing where you can go on and type what you need and it'll come up on the computer i said what you say i said oh wait a minute hold on wait what let me hunting and pecking what what do i have to do i gotta go and, I, and at that time it was yahoo <laughs> <laughs> so yes i'm showing my age i don't care so anyway all right though yes they had that and i was just like amazed it was amazing i was like oh i almost didn't get my paperwork done trying looking in awe about all everything i could find out on this computer i said this is amazing and now we have come so far like you know kids kids nowadays they a lot of times they'll they'll be able to take their tests at home or research and do, do do things like my kids. I'm like, well, this is too hard. I said, why is it hard? Your answers are right in front of you. You have a computer. Why is this made so hard? I don't understand. And that you know, and just want to back up to where we began with regard to the the infestations of vermin in colleges. Oh my gosh, that is something on college campuses. It just it happens. It's, it's, you know, it's college. It, it just happens on many campuses. But to a point, when you're at a tour and people start talking about this, you can, as a parent, you cannot be, mm -mm, I ain't having my roach infested. And all. First of all, it's never been like that before. So my, obviously there's something going on. What Ask the question, so what are you doing about it? What can be done about it? Until you say, no, they're not going to that college because uh-uh, they're not, they not used to. See, that's the thing. They're not used to. See, that's that's the, the bad part. They're not used to because, see, a lot of parents today, they have bratty, spoiled kids. And I'm going to say it again. Spoiled, rotten. Yes, they are. They, they have all kinds of technology tv in the room they get to do that honey they get to the point where they lock their doors and you knocking on there no you can't come in excuse me see there none of that none of that you ain't gonna lock not a door and tell me you i can't come in nowhere that i pay for 
uh-uh. No, no, sir. No, ma'am. Ain't happening here. But that's the problem. They're like, oh, I'll come to your rescue. Oh, I'll do this. Oh, no, wait a minute. Oh, you don't have any water. I'm coming two hours away just to get it to you. No, no. They will figure it out. Allow them to have their own mind. I mean, seriously, I'm just going to put it out here. My niece says she's always lived in the suburbs. And, And we're suburban kids, too. But this is the thing. You lived in the suburbs, lived in the boonies, and, and she's tired of it. Oh, there's the Chick-fil-A is about a half hour away or, or, or an hour away. You know, she doesn't want to live like that. She's never lived in the city. She wants to live in the city. Okay, you go to majority of these city colleges that are in cities are in the hood. They're not going to be in a pristine Gold Coast environment. It's just not going to happen for many of these colleges. But let's see. You have a place where, quote unquote, well, it is considered the Mecca, you know, and some things have gone to pot. Now, instead of asking, why is this happening? What are you going to do to change it? No, no, I'm not. You can't go here. It's dirty. It's for she says it's dirty and ghetto. Okay, let's let's think about this. It's in a section of a city, but you haven't ventured out into other parts of the city which does not look like that. (laughs) So I don't understand because she's never been, um, she's never been in that, in an area where she can say or spend time and look at things and, 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 and try to figure out how to deal with, with things. And, and again, yes, no, nobody wants to be around roaches and rats. No, I mean, of course not. But at the same time, for something, a college that has never had that reputation, something had to go wrong. And that's why I said, re- remember, we have been in a pandemic. Things have been locked down because this is that has happened in in um, in some malls where you've had mold growing and they had to get rid of everything. But those things happen and you it takes time for them to get back into things. And then you had cyber attacks and you, you got to deal with all this other kind of stuff. How are we getting these kids in with vaccinations? There's a lot going on. OK, because we've even dealt with this with regular schools. So and I'm not talking about roast inf- uh, re- um, infestations, but trying to get to get to a new normal, you know, for these kids. And it's things have gone fallen by the wayside and things like that. But well, I hear uh-huh. exactly what you're saying. And we also have to recognize that when problems arise, there has to be a process of getting to the root of the problem, discussing ways to improve and make the changes that are essential that will be beneficial to almost everyone involved. And that's the process that has to happen. And that's in any situation. My daughter attends the uh, the institution um, and she is a, a burb kid, but I recall when I got the phone call about how she began to navigate the city, um, learning about public transportation. These were things that were were really foreign to her because being a burb kid, she went everywhere by car, you know. And I think that that is so such an important thing, like the excitement in her voice and. I knew that she had a she has a good head on her shoulders and she makes she can make good decisions for herself. But I do reassure her that 
again, I, her father and I, we are their big, all of our children's biggest supporters and cheerleaders. If there's a concern and you don't think you have a good answer to it or solution to it, reach out to us. We're always available, no matter what time of day or night. But the importance is of making sure that you're sending a child out into the world that can begin to make decisions for themselves. And that begins early on, cultivating them to make sure they recognize you have a voice. Use it. When you need counsel, make sure you're getting wise counsel. And what is that wise counsel? Either someone who has been through an experience similar to that of yours, or someone such as a parent who would listen to you. Because sometimes you just need to be a listening board for your children. We have to get to that place. We have to get to the understanding that yes, institutions of varying sorts have problems. They will have problems when you have a multitude of people that you're dealing with, different backgrounds, different uh, knowledge bases, different sources of resources. All of those things come into play. But we have to make sure that we are opening our eyes and ears of understanding to positive changes that can come. And yes, as parents, we want to, we would like to be a part of that, but we're supposed to be equipping our children with the voice that can bring that about. Exactly. And we have to let that happen. And but there's one, I'm sorry, there's one alternative too that people or, or these helicopter parents might need to think about digesting. That when you're raising a child that you've hovered over and always nurtured, held their hand, carried them away, and now you're trying to hold their hand that one big time for this decision, recognize that you're sending a child into the world that could be suffering from feelings of inadequacy, difficulty adjusting to the responsibility of independence, that comes and with all of that frustration and anxiety can come depression. Well, therapy is an alternative. Sometimes that your child may need to talk to someone outside of their family, someone who is a professional and there's nothing wrong with that because this is their journey their journey, not yours. It is scripted for them. And regardless to how much you try to hover over, they are going to make mistakes. But you at least want to give them some sort of a foundation of where they can go to get help if they find themselves in this way. And the other thing, don't get it twisted. Y'all helicopter parents, y'all might need some therapy too. Yes, okay. the, that's yes. why I said the alternative Let therapy. Know. That's not just for the children. It's not just for the children. It's for you some too. things you might need to recognize about yourself. Get it together. Because you have, I mean, you cannot be with a person 24 hours. 
a day, seven days a week, just not possible. Nope. Mm-mm. You just can't. And I understand these are your babies. You've either birthed them, you've raised them, but they have got to grow because you have to remember, didn't you? You got to a point where you had children. You know, your parents weren't always around. You have to learn how to make decisions. For, you had to make decisions for yourself, figure things out, problem solve, and, and the like. It's the same, giving the same respect to your child. For instance, in, as, as a, um, a preschool teacher, I was never the one, and I do this to my children, I'm not the one to, to hold your hand and show you exactly what to do. No, I'm going to talk you through it. And that is a means of you following direction. How well do you follow direction? If I said, walk 10 feet, turn left, walk five feet, turn right. Are you going to be able to do that without me holding your hand? Now, there are some kids that might need a little push. You show them once, then let's try it again. See, I, that's me. I'll show you how to do it and then I'll race it <laughs> and you start all over and do it again. That's what I do. But there are parents that'll just, well, you know, she says that she can't um, put on her shoes. So I keep putting them on. Well, if she knows, see, we're can program. Hmm, oh, if, if they're going to do it, why should I let them keep doing it? <laughs> and, and we're we're manipulating the system. You know that. So if you stop and not do it, believe me they will figure it out they will figure it out it starts it starts and i know we're in a different situation having a pandemic but it really starts at preschool when you show up and that teacher says now walk away yep it starts right there because again you know you can't be there holding their hand all day and putting the snacks in their mouths and all of that. It starts with that first step when that teacher says, now walk away, mom. He or she will cry, but they will be fine. That is the first step in giving your child a sense of independence and becoming integrated into a new environment. That's the first step. And you got to let your children have that opportunity to grow, to gain self-independence, to be responsible. These are people that we want to send out into the world to make even changes for things to be better. Exactly. But if you never let, if you never make sure, you know, when I know when we give birth, we, we hear the doctor say, well, I cut the, or the husband, I cut the cord. <laughs> Well, have you cut it again? Let them fly. See, that this is it. This is what you have to always say to yourself. If you are one of those parents or know a, a, a parent like this, let them go to let them grow. Mm -hmm. That is what you need to continuously say. Let them go to let them grow. So, you know, the saying, um, I let him, I loved him so much that I let him go or her go. You know, that it's it's the same thing because it's but not only really that, you, you know, as your children mature and of course, when they're getting ready to go off to college, the, the conversations should be of an honest nature. We didn't all tumble out of the womb with these wings that some of us want to believe. You know, we made some decisions that were not so positive and not so smart. 
but be honest with your child about who you are as a person Mm. because your kids see you in a certain light as a parent but not necessarily as a person in the I'm talking about in the way of when you were in college and you that's, know what I mean? but I think and that's, that's why, why you have to have that conversation of hey I did this or I've been where you might go and this is what happens and those are the important conversations you need to have with your children it can't be one of well I I did smoke but I didn't inhale <laughs> If that's if not if you was known as you know the party princess or whatever the case may be, but the point is is that you need to be real because your children don't need to see you through rose colored exactly glasses. And as a hovering parent, that's how you're allowing them to see you that you were so perfect. You know, you got it right the first time every time. But a lot of these hovering parents, I believe are trying to keep their children from doing what they did. <laughs> well, that's where the honest comes from. Like, I know. But but also the fact that even if you the mistakes that you made, you're not that person today. Right. And that's what you need. That's the message you want to confer. You I've grown from it. I Testimony, learned Testimony, honey. Testimony. But you don't want to you don't want to be so protective that your kids just see you as this piece of china that was always on the shelf looking beautiful and shining and, all the and, time. And that'll make you go crazy too. <laughs> it will make you go bonkers, losing your mind, trying to, oh my gosh, what's going on? Okay, I can't. I just, oh, yeah, uh, you, no, that's not cute. That is not adult-like either. So you need simmer down settle down it's okay it'll be okay if they have to fall on their face they'll get up fix it and walk lastly lastly a parent said who took their child to college and cried all the way driving back home five hours and then start facetiming the child when they didn't answer was panicking the child calls back I was in the shower mm, 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 mm. can I take a shower without mm. you me that's too much but but she resolved that she was gonna back off she you know it, it's again we you know parents go through a lot like you said you know coming out of a pandemic people lost so much and some of that has even added to the whole anxiety of sending your child out into the world. Yes. Uh, that there's less people in the household and there's a unsettling silence. You know, they you go into their room and they're not there. But know? that is why you pray and keep your children lifted up. Amen. In the name Ooh. of Jesus. Yes, ma'am. Even if they're not going away, you still do that. Well, you'll never know, your child will never know what they, what you've put into them. The Bible says that we should train up a child in the way in which he or she should go. But when they're older, they won't depart from it. So we have a responsibility to provide a good and sound 
foundation for our children. And then when they do leave the nest, yes, we still continue to pray for them. We still continue to support them. But a child will never find out what they, what you've put in them until they can go out and exercise it. Amen. Amen. Yes, indeed. And look, I know we can go on forever about helicopter moms, hovering parents and all that other kind of stuff. But we're going to let y'all go. But we're not going to let you go until we have a word of prayer. Mel, would you like to lead? Oh, gracious and heavenly Father, we thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord God, for each and every listener. We pray, Father God, for the things that we have shared, that maybe we have quickening in them, Father, that they may need to get resources to support them in backing off of some of the things that they may have done and having that encounter father god with you lord god to get a new direction a new outlook father god in how they need to interface with their children and giving them what they need to grow to go and grow father we say thank you lord god for parenting because it's not a it's not an easy job but it's one that you've given us that is precious god that we have made sacrifices for and that you've equipped us lord that we look unto you the author and the finisher of our faith to help us and strengthen us to go forth God we continue to pray for our children as they are out there Lord that they will remember the things that we have instilled in them the positive things to resonate in their minds when making choices that they make good choices that you continue Father God as you have promised to give them a hedge of protection as they come and go Father we say thank you Lord God we pray Father God for those that are seeking other alternatives, Father God, to make and get breakthroughs, Father God, for the challenges that they may face in the way of parenting, God. We are so grateful, Lord God, for each and every person that is listening into this line, Father God, and we thank you, Lord God, for blessing them, and we pray that we've been a blessing, Father God. We pray, Lord God, for each one of us, Lord God, that as we give out, that we also receive in abundance, God, to the kingdom that we are building, God, that we can reach one and teach one and be a blessing to another one. Father God, we say thank you for all these good and wonderful things that you are doing and about to manifest in our lives. And we give you praise and honor and we say thank you and amen. Amen. And Lord, if there is anyone that does not know you, we ask you that they come to you with a repentative heart, knowing that you care, knowing that you love them, knowing that you died for their sins and was raised from the dead and is still ever present in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So if you hear something strange, see something odd, always remember to say what you say. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye.